We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS MLB Podcast Wednesday edition, folks. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno. I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, and we're coming at you on September the 6th, less than a month ago in the, re- in the regular MLB season. Uh, John, rosters have expanded over the past few days, and some teams are already playing out the string. This fact gives us a chance to remind our listeners that while favorite team, your favorite teams might be eliminated, DFS play affords you the chance to build a team you can cheer for every single day of the MLB season. These expanded rosters only serve to widen the field, and I like that aspect too, John. I see this as a time to channel my enthusiasm over here in DFS play now that my team's done. Uh, what's your sense about September baseball and the remaining games? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And like uh, from the DFS perspective, um, you know, even if if you're rooting for a team that, that might be kind of out of contention, you know, the, the roster expansion allows you to see these guys that uh, are getting the call up that, that you haven't seen before at the major league level. Like I know for, for the Orioles, Chance Cisco coming up, Austin Hayes, who's probably the uh, minor league player of the year as far as the Orioles organization is concerned that, you know, those guys coming up, uh, that adds some excitement. Uh, you know, if you for the Cardinals, like that guy, Harrison Bader, uh, hit a home run last night. Uh, he was up a little bit earlier this season, but now he's back. Uh, should be d- there the rest of the season. He he looks like he's going to be you know kind of an everyday outfielder for the Cardinals. Uh, there, there's just a lot to get excited about this time of year. Even if uh, you know you if your team isn't really focused on October, you can kind of get a glimpse of what the future is going to look like, like what 2018, what 2019 is going to look like. So it's a fun time regardless. And also, I don't know if you saw Manny Machado's walk off home run last night, but that was uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty special. I, I saw the highlight while I was watching that 19-inning marathon with the Jays and the Red Sox. I'm, I'm a lifer with this Blue Jay team, even though they're out. I, I respect with, that. Stick with a 19-inning game, John. I mean, oh. come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kudos to you for that. That is, yeah. that is impressive. But a neat thing to do uh, over the rest of the slate is keep an eye on the rookies that, that make their starts on the mound in September. I'm curious to see how we're both going to handle those in upcoming weeks of our show, John, when we take a look at probable starters uh, tonight. And that's where we go next. Uh, before we break down our top FanDuel picks for tonight's games, I'll remind our listeners to follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22, and you can follow John at Johnny McKex. Let's go through those probable starters tonight, John, uh, with the first half of the slate going to you. All righty. So eliminating the day games, we've got uh, we're starting from the seven o'clock, your main uh, contest tonight. We got the Yankees with Sonny Gray, eight and nine record, three, three, six ERA slight road favorites in Baltimore against Kevin Gossman, 10 and nine record, four, seven, nine ERA. That's a seven oh five start. Then we have the Cubs with Jose Quintana, five and three mark since joining the Cubs with the four, five ERA uh, minus 140 favorites on the road to face the Pirates and Garrett Cole, 11 and nine record with a four, eleven 
ERA. That is a 7.05 start as well. Then we have the Nationals going down uh, south to uh, face the Marlins. We got Gio Gonzalez taking the hill, 13 and 6 mark, uh, 2.58 ERA. Uh, Nationals road favorites there uh, at a minus 140 mark going against Dylan Peters. Uh, not don't know a whole lot about him yet and then we have your blue jays with joe biagini uh three and nine mark 501 era going uh to boston to face doug fister in the red sox four and seven mark uh 419 era red sox heavy favorites there at minus 170 with an over under at 10 then we have the royals with jason hamill seven and ten mark four eight era minus 135 the royals are favorites in detroit Detroit, who just put up a ton of runs last night, um, going against Matt Boyd, five and eight mark with a five nine two ERA. That's a seven ten start. And then we have the Phillies with Nick Pavetta taking the mound, seven and ten mark for him, four eight ERA. Going against the Mets, it, the Mets have uh, scratched Matt Harvey from tonight's start. Uh, Matt, uh, Tommy Malone might be lined up uh, to start that one for the Mets, but uh, either way, it hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, but it, either way, the, the Mets will be working uh, at less than full strength uh, from their starter spot uh, this evening. And as a result, we don't have a line for that game as well, John. Correct. And uh, taking on the rest of the schedule in the second game of day-night doubleheader, the Rangers are in Atlanta where Cole Hamels brings a 9-2 and record, a 3.92 ERA, uh, and the favored Rangers minus 125 uh, with the over-under set at 9 against Atlanta and Julio Tehran who's having a bit of a subpar year for him. 9-11, and 11, 475 the ERA. That's a 735 start. I'd take the over in that one, I think, John. Uh, in, oh, yeah. Indians and Carlos Carrasco in the widest mismatch of the night. 13-6, and six, his record, 367 the ERA. The visitors are favored by the minus 275 on the money line. The over-under set at 9. At Chicago in the White Sox, where Ronaldo Lopez brings an 0-2 record and a 606 ERA into the fray for that 8-10 start. The Giants have uh, recalled Johnny Cueto, who uh, had a bit of a middling effort to, to wind up his um, uh, stint in the minors. He's 6-7 uh, and seven now with a 4.54 ERA. They've, he visits Colorado and Kyle Freeland, who is 11-9 with a 3.89 ERA. And uh, the homestanding Rockies are a minus 150 favorite. The over-under set at a very high 12. But when you look at the pitchers here, you can certainly make the case that they will go over for that 840 start. So not a surprise there, but of a high number nonetheless. The Astros uh, throw Lance McCullers Jr. They're a visitor favorite, minus 170. The over set, under set at nine and a half. The McCullers is seven and three with a 392 ERA into Seattle against Andrew Moore, one and three at his, his mark with a 634 ERA, 1010 the start time there. Then the D-backs and the Dodgers renew acquaintances for the last time this season. We'll have a little more to say about them later, but in the final matchup of the regular season between these clubs, it's Taiwan Walker, who's 8-7 and seven with a 342 ERA against Kenta Maeda. The Dodgers are favored. Uh, Maeda is 12-6 and six mark, 419 the ERA. Dodgers favored minus 185 on the money line, 8-8.5 eight, eight on the over-under. 10-10 is the start time. And finally, we have the Cardinals and Jack Flaherty in his second major league start. Uh, he got blown up in his first one. Uh, the visiting Cardinals are a minus 115 favorite. The over-under set at 8. At San Diego against Denelson LeMay, who's 7-6. and six, A 440 is the ERA, and 10-10 is the start time there. All right, John, let's get into this, beginning with our look at the starting pitchers. Uh, taking a look at the top end of the FanDuel board, uh, today I thought we'd mix it up uh, a little bit differently than usual, but we'll take a look at uh, the hurdlers, uh, as usual, above, priced above $9,000 to start. Carrasco and the Indians, as I said, are the heaviest favorite on the board, with Cleveland on a 13-game win streak against the worst team in the American League. So it's little wonder that Carrasco is the most expensive pitcher on the board. He heads tonight's elite class of six starters, priced above $8,500, I'll say. And so I, I think it's also worth noting here that four of the other six top starters in this tier, let's take it down to 8,500, actually face off against one another. And for me, John, that's a non-starter. I kind of scratch those four names off out of consideration because the, the disparity is just not there. I prefer more of a mismatch for my pitchers of choice. What do you feel about this top tier? Uh, I think that that's a fair way of looking at it. Um, you know, like when you when you have a matchup of a Garrett Cole versus Jose Quintana right. uh, in Pittsburgh, and, and Sonny Gray versus Kevin Gossman, and I don't, I'm not sure that I would want either part of Gray or Gossman, right. even if they weren't going against each other mm-hmm. uh, in this type of matchup. There's been a ton of runs scored in that series already, and even with Gary Sanchez out, you know that the Yankees still have a very potent lineup. 
Um, so I would be, I'd be worried about using either of those guys to begin with, but uh, I think you do bring up a good point with, with Cole and Quintana and with Quintana, I've just had issues with, with how he's pitched, um, since, since coming over to Chicago, hasn't gone more than six innings, uh, in any of his last eight starts, his first start, I think he went seven, but ever since then, nothing, nothing deeper than six innings, five, two ERA, one, three whip. Uh, in that stretch, uh, he really, the only thing that, that makes him appealing, uh, has been his K per nine, which is sitting around 11 over that stretch. So that, that's obviously a pretty strong mark. Um, but it's still not enough for me when, when like, you know, we're, we're running the risk of him going five and two thirds with four earned runs. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that like seven strikeouts really makes up for that necessarily. So, uh, I'm sort of off Quintana as well. And I think that you, you are right in pointing out that Carrasco far and away, uh, is the best option tonight going against a, a very, um, just sort of overmatched White Sox lineup. Yeah, and at the bottom end of that top tier, we didn't mention Sonny Gray and Kevin Gossman against uh, in that matchup, New York against Baltimore. These teams know so much about each other. Sonny Gray, slightly better record and uh, track record than as than Gosman, but uh, even so, and he's new to the fray. But even so, there's just too much intelligence uh, between these two teams for me to lean on. Oh, yeah. oh I see what you said. I see what you did there. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> well, speaking of all that spot, that a uh, little espionage game. That, I uh, thought I'd throw that in a little good. nod to uh, Red Sox fans who are a little high and mighty sometimes. I thought I'd take them down a notch. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm 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 all for that. It's funny, another Boston team in trouble. I, I got to call my brother-in-law after this matchup and give him, write him about that. <laughs> you could, yeah, can't, oh man, I couldn't believe that Boston of all teams. Yeah. <laughs> now let's take a look at the next tier, John. Where my pitcher of choice, Denelson Lemay, uh, suits up for the Padres. I like this matchup for him. He gets the favorable home park. He gets a St. Louis club that uh, is not hitting on all cylinders. And and uh, for his part, he's been very consistent in terms of eating eating up innings, putting up a nice K rate, and keeping the runs down. I think it's eight of his last nine starts. He's been two runs or less, and the other start, three runs allowed. So he's he's going to keep his team in the game, and I like, I like his chances of going deep and piling up the strikeouts, and if he pulls off the win, that's a nice game score for me. So uh, that all makes uh, makes my case for him. Who do you like in this uh, bottom tier, I'll say, middle tier, I'll say, uh, of guys before we get to the dregs uh, less than $7,000? Um, if you want to go down a little bit, um, you know, I think Cole Hamels, it, like he would get a little bit more consideration for me if it wasn't in Atlanta. Um, right. And I do think the fact that he's going against Julio Tehran, who has a terrible ERA at home. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the Texas could be a, a lineup to to kind of target uh, tonight with your bats. Um, but I'm not sure that, that necessarily means that that uh, Hamels uh, is is really worth it at pitcher. Um, so I kind of like Taiwan Walker at 7,500. I know that he hasn't been going deep into games lately, um, but there's just something up with the Dodgers right now. You know, one nine in their last ten, uh, weighted on base of, of a two six four uh, over the last two weeks. So that's that's you know well below the average of you want about a 300 is is your kind of standard uh woba um so that that's well below that uh hitting the skids offensively for the dodgers um and walker can rack up the strikeouts uh when he's on um it's a question of is he going to be on tonight but it seems like uh he's been pitching pretty well of late two seven era uh with a one four whip so not not a great whip over his last five starts um i think he's definitely worth considering it and i think the the fact that maybe people will will fade a pitcher going against the dodgers uh it drives down his ownership percentage a little bit um so that makes him a little bit interesting and then mccullers if you trust that that he's going to be good to go coming off the dl um from the back injury then he'd he'd also be worth a little bit of consideration but seattle's bats have been pretty hot lately as well yeah, and I'll throw in the name of Doug Fister. I mean, after a 19-inning debacle last night that wore out both pitching staffs, you wonder if the Red Sox and Jays will lean on their starters to go a little bit further in the game. And the Jays did set a club mark for a number of strikeouts in, in uh, a major league game for their their franchise last night. So they're doing a lot of swinging and missing, and Fister's a guy who's around the plate. So I like his chances if he can hang around to put up a nice game score if the Red Sox do pull off that victory. So $7,800 could be well spent on in that matchup if we look at the bottom tier there's about 11 names that's the highest number we've had in this grouping but 
still there's nobody there of any value that that attracts me. I mean, Jason Hamill's been giving a ton of home home, home runs up. I mentioned Cueto uh, struggled in his last tune-up in the minors, so I'm not really thrilled about him going against Colorado and the Matt Harvey getting scratched so we know he's off the board. Biagini's been a bit of a gas can since joining the starting rotation so there's a lot of uh, starting pitchers that I can pan uh, outright tonight in this tier and they're priced probably accordingly but is there a, a diamond in the rough here that you see might stick out? Uh, one last guy, and I, I've caved for him before. Um, Nick Pavetta of the Phillies. He's got he's gone over thirty Fanduel points in three of his last four outings. I think a lot of people, myself included, were, were a little bit turned off by his uh, really disastrous outing uh, on August twenty second against Miami. Uh, that that sort of uh, you know forced people to to look at him a little bit differently because he he really had been like de- you know a decent kind of like replacement level pitcher up to that point and then he had gotten uh really shelled there but he's been, he's bounced back strong with consecutive 30 point outings um i think he's worth a flyer against a Mets team that has really packed it in i'd say but pretty much across the board no conforto uh david wright's going to be done you know he won't play a single game this year um the the pitching staff is a mess right now with all the injuries and the drama uh they they might uh have like i said Tommy Malone pitching for, for the yeah. Mets tonight. So I think yeah. the Phillies could actually scratch some runs across tonight uh, and give Pavetta the necessary run support. So at 6,800, I think he's worth a dart. You know, like I don't think you're putting big money uh, tournament lineup together with Pavetta as your centerpiece, but uh, I think he's worth some consideration if you if you want to play like a, you know, a lower stakes tournament or something like that. Well, you've convinced me. So I'm going to put one lineup together with him in the lineup. And if I win, you're going to get a check, man. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, John, before we get to the position players, let's remind our fantasy listeners that football is just around the corner the wait's nearly over football's back this weekend in fact tomorrow night which means FanDuel is back and at FanDuel there's fantasy football for everyday fans new contests start every week no busted seasons something for everyone lots of content lots of contests to choose from starting at one dollar just pick a contest choose your team and watch your score in real time I had great success in this last year in our staff free rolls and uh, I'm looking for a repeat John uh, looking at week one uh, big news came down for uh, Cowboys fans like myself allowing uh, where they see uh, that the league is going to allow Zeke Elliott to play for the Cowboys against the Giants while his suspension is yet to be totally settled does he interest you in that matchup I'll ask you number one and uh, which other running running backs do you target in week one for me I'm staying away from Zeke Elliott in that matchup I look for mismatches elsewhere and really prefer DeMarco DeMarco Murray against Oakland's D and LaShawn McCoy against the Jets who I think a bunch of us at Rotowire could give a good run if we played him head to head (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that uh, McCoy call for sure. Um, what what I've done, at least initially, uh, I still have plenty of tweaks to go. Um, I, I've tried to go David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell uh, at running back. Uh, that's that's an idea that, that came to me fr- from uh, good buddy Mario in the office. He's yeah. really sharp with the DFS stuff. Uh, and you can kind of just look at the value uh, points for uh, receivers and, t- and tight ends, and you can still have those premium res- uh, running backs. So I kind of like a Carson Wentz and a Zach Ertz pairing uh, as well. So that that's pretty cheap. And then you can go cheap at receiver. I know everyone's going to be going after Terrell Pryor this weekend, going against the Eagles, only like 6,200. But I think he's, you know, even if he is kind of that, that, uh, proverbial free bingo space that everyone has in their lineup i, th- I still think it, it'll be one that pays off there because so, i think that game is going to be pretty high scoring on both sides sounds like somebody's been doing his, his fan duel homework on the Got nfl stuff. way to. to go john uh you and over two and a half million players have won a cash prize for playing on FanDuel in its history we invite everybody to take advantage of our special offer from for new users sign up today at fanduel.com slash rw you get a free six-month rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the nfl sunday million which offers more than one million dollars in cash prizes with your first deposit on fanduel just visit fanduel.com slash rw of course these contests are void where prohibited all right let's get into our position by position pick starting with the catchers where we see the top two guys posey and sanchez are unavailable due to injury and suspension issues respectively your baltimore orioles backstop wellington castillo john is the top available guy at thirty five hundred dollars he's on a power tear with five long balls in his last eight games but gets a tough assignment facing sunny gray i wonder what you how you break that that one down i'm going to pass on him for my part and look elsewhere of the top tier which includes a number of veterans uh, yaddy molina might be the most consistent option but i'm not putting him in my lineup because he's facing my 
pitcher of preference. So the other group in the, others in this group have been inconsistent of late. I wonder what you think of this top half of catchers. No, I, th- I think that you bring up good points with, with uh, you know, you're, you're not going to kind of be the snake biting, you know, biting at itself by by yeah. using Molina against your own pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think that that Castillo is certainly worth it, that 3,500 price tag. I think he deserves to be the you know the highest uh, salaried available player, as it were. You know, you're not taking Buster Posey at 4,000 with a messed up finger. No. Um, you know, I, that cores bump is a bit much for, for what that he's kind of shown to be able to deliver this season. I mean, he's a, he's, don't get me wrong. He's a great player and probably the best all around catcher in baseball, but he doesn't, he's not a great DFS asset in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandall, you know, I'm not going to use him because I'm, I'm going after Taiwan Walker a little bit. I do like Robinson Chirinos. I think, like I said earlier, um, at 3000, uh, getting part of that, Rangers lineup going against Julio Tehran, who's really struggled to, to get things figured out uh, at SunTrust Park. I think that Chirinos would be the guy, and he's not catching game one of the doubleheader, so it's kind of expected that he will be behind the plate tonight. So I like him a fair bit at 3,000. You know what? I like that call, and I also wonder about Jonathan Lucroy. Where has this guy fallen? off the map i can't believe it he gets uh, johnny cueto tonight which is an interesting matchup maybe that should spike his ownership i might rethink that situation maybe put a lineup together because i just think that luke roy's got to figure this thing out sooner or later he's too good a too good a guy with a good track record before this season and uh, I, I was hoping for a bigger bump from uh, his colorado experience than what we've seen to date maybe it begins tonight with this uh, good matchup for him but uh, really uh, honestly john i feel tonight this is a case where we can almost punt this position and and punt it in a favorable way uh, for me at the end of the day when I see that I can look at either of the Detroit catchers against uh, against uh, Jason Hamill, who has had a terrible time with the long ball this season. I, I like either one of them. So J- James McCann, for his part, he's had three multi-hit efforts in his last seven starts, and he only cost $2,400. But what about John Hicks, who's had a very impressive 315, 375, 546 slash line since being promoted earlier this summer. His price is only 2100 bucks. so they get that favorable matchup and i'll wait for the lineups to be posted and i'll take whichever one of these guys in this low red district to, to cover my backstop position how do you like that call and what do you think of others down here uh yeah i think that that's definitely those are definitely a couple interesting candidates the, those detroit catchers uh i always worry a little bit about you know uh, catching lightning in a bottle a little bit because you know detroit did explode offensively so much that yeah. you know maybe maybe we're going to see a little bit of a more you know down-to-earth game uh, this evening, I think that uh, Jorge Alfaro um, of the of the uh, Phillies, he's a guy that that is kind of viewed as the catcher of the future uh, for Philadelphia. He's up, uh, collected three hits last night. Again, he's going against the Mets. I think that the Mets uh, are able to be stacked against at least a little bit uh, tonight. So, you know, it's not a particularly exciting play at 2,500, but I I think that you could certainly do worse, um, you know, if if you're going, uh, you know, bargain bin shopping at catcher. All right, let's turn our attention to first base where there's a lot more big money riding on the, the right choice in the top tier. Six top guys, all over $4,000. Does any one of them grab you more than the others? I'll note for our listeners that uh, Paul Goldschmidt is day-to-day with his continuing elbow issues, so definitely fade him tonight. What say you about the other guys in this top grouping at first base? No, oh, it's it's got to be Joey Gallo to me. Uh, left-handed bat with uh, you know as mu- pretty much en- as much power as anyone does from the left side uh, of the plate, uh, going against again uh, Julio Tehran. So I think that that starting out your lineup with Chirinos and Gallo, you could certainly do a whole lot worse than that. And you know, forty-two hundred for playing in a band box with a favorable matchup uh, really kind of strikes me as a bit of a bargain. So I do like Gallo a fair bit this evening uh, of these upper tier guys. Yeah, and you can look at the two Cleveland guys. Guys priced at 4200 and 4100 They get the great matchup uh, against Chicago. Edwin Encarnacion and, Santa- and Carlos Santana both been a big part of this current uh, hitting streak and winning streak that the club is on. So uh, all things are hit- things are hitting on all cylinders for the Indians, and these two are two of the big reasons why. So if you're going to spend big money, you could do worse than 4200 or 4100 respectively here. But, John, I'm looking a little bit lower into the first base category for my guys, and I wonder what you think about uh, a guy like a Kendrys Morales $3,100. The power tear that this guy's been on is almost second to none most recently. I, I was a little disappointed with this whole season, but at the end of the day, it's going to look good just because of what he's, what he's done of late. $3,100 a bargain for the price tag today, as far as I'm concerned. What say you about uh, guys in the, in the rest of this range? 
Yeah, well, Morales, I'm still kind of having nightmares about last week. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's a that's a fine call. Um, I think that that Mark Reynolds at 3,400. There, there's, you know, we pointed out the cores bump. Uh, for other players and sort of how it takes them out of consideration. But uh, in this case, it doesn't. Um, I think Cueto does get lit up tonight. And I think that Reynolds can be part of that. And, it, you know, you're only paying 3400 uh, for your first base spot in cores. I think that that, that really kind of st- stood out to me as something to, to potentially target. Um, I, kn- I understand that uh, he's really kind of hit the skids in, in a lot of senses uh, over the last month or so. Um, you know, last last 30 games uh 216 average ops under 800 so that those aren't ideal numbers uh but i think a a struggling johnny cueto who probably is kind of over this season just like most of the other giants um i I think that maybe reynolds is worth uh, like a reclamation pay uh tonight yeah rounding up my look at this tier i look at i like josh bell and eric hosmer even though hosmer is getting the lefty on lefty matchup he's been on a real red hot tear for kansas city but of this group uh, i think the one that i really like the most is jordan zimmerman for thirty five hundred dollars i might even suggest the national stack tonight against rookie lefty Dylan Peters in his second major league start. I'll take the veteran righty batter in this platoon advantages uh, as well uh, as my first baseman of choice uh, when we look at the final lineups we post. John, what about uh, any others from 3,400 on down? I know I tease Morales down here. Uh, I bring up the fact that he had the be- beautiful power surge from my point of view of late, but uh, it's all uh, too late in the season to help the, the club. And the Bosox starter, Fister, who's not overpowering and likely t- will be tasked with the up innings tonight just make make that even more of an attractive matchup what say you about this uh, lower half of of the tier at first base um you know maybe 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 uh greg bird uh as a left-handed bat um he, he has three home runs since since uh coming back from that long uh, long absence due to the foot and ankle uh, issue. He's just 2,400, so he's obviously a bit of a lottery ticket, but Gossman can certainly uh, serve up the long ball, and he hasn't really dominated the Yankees by any means. So I think that that uh, Greg, Bur- Greg Bird could be worth uh, worth the play here tonight at 24 if he is in the lineup, but uh, you're not betting on it per se. But there there is some upside to be had uh, with that play. And in terms of head-to-head, Hanley Ramirez has had a fun time with the Jays this year. $2,800, the price tag on him. He won't be exhausted because he got pretty much the night off, uh, only DHing last night. So uh, I expect him to be ready and fired up to do what he does against the Jays this year, and that's deliver big time. And uh, via Genie, hardly a, an overpowering obstacle for him uh, in a head-to-head series uh, this season. So uh, that's my choice there, Hanram, uh, at first base. Uh, at second base, John, let's take a look at the keystone position and break this group up in half first looking at the tier from 3500 and up where i see jose ramirez as the hottest hitter at the second base position of late he'll cost 3700 dollars as part of that indians white Sox apparent mismatch that we highlighted off the top daniel murphy is an intriguing pick in this group for me too despite the lefty on lefty matchup he faces against the aforementioned marlin's rookie hurler Uh, his price tag is thirty six hundred dollars do you like either of these two guys tonight, or is there somebody else you're looking at in the top tier? Uh, I'm I'm shocked that Jose Ramirez is only 3,700. Yeah. That that almost feels like a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, to to me, I mean that that is, for what he's been able to do over the last two weeks, and you know, I think he went yard twice again yesterday. Yep. Um, so he's yeah, he is just absolutely you know sort of the catalyst behind the role that that the uh, Indians seem to be on right now. Um, I do like you know. Uh, and this isn't me being a homer. This is objective. I think Jonathan Scope at 3,800. Oh, yeah. um, I think that, that because Jose Ramirez at 3,700 is such like a nice buy, um, I think it might drive a lot of the ownership to him and drive it down for Scope. And I, I think that Scope, I think the Orioles are going to be able to get to Sonny Gray tonight um, just in, in that environment, in that ballpark, uh, with the way the ball is flying out right now. And I saw Scope uh, connect with one last night for a pretty long uh, no doubt home run for his 31st of the year. Um, he's been, you know, consistent over, over 300 batting average for this entire season. I think that you could certainly do worse than him if you want to pay up at second base. 
Yeah, if we drop down a little bit, that odorous second baseman from Texas factors into my choices in the mid-tier, the lower tier here at $3,300. He faces Tehran in that matchup where I like the Texas offense, but really the guy that stands out to me in this group is in a game that I know you'll be watching closely, and that's Starling Castro. I think you've seen enough of this guy in this series, haven't you, John? Yeah. Five, five <laughs> for nine in two games, and just on a tear in the middle of that offense. I like where he's batting in this lineup, too, to be very productive, and uh, gets the matchup against Gossman, who's been very hittable, so I think that's where I'm spending $3,200 tonight and being very happy about my choice at second base among this lower tier, uh, where I also see a guy like Robinson Cano. Uh, the veteran is a quality hitter. He gets Lance McCullers. This guy's got 21 home runs. He's got the platoon advantage. Uh, another matchup that makes sense to me in terms of a guy who's in the heart of the, an offense, uh, offensive lineup uh, and, and gets the favorable righty-lefty thing. I think those are two guys that I definitely will focus on in this grouping. wonder what you say about them and any others. Uh, the, the, uh, those guys are definitely both interesting. I think that uh, maybe an Ian Kinsler uh, going against Jason Hamill uh, can can sort of help get him out of uh, his current slump. He, you know, he's down to twenty seven hundred right now, uh, so that's that's definitely cheap for a bat uh, of Kinsler's quality with, with the way that um, the Tigers can occasionally really like wake up and, and put a hurting on a, on a certain team. So uh, I, I think that the matchup against the Royals uh, this evening uh, makes Kinsler definitely uh, worth at least a little bit of consideration too. If you wanted to go uh, down a little bit at the, at the second base spot, John, it's time for a loony bet. We got to tease this one. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you here. When we look at third base, we see seven guys priced at $3,700 or more. Let me say it for you though. Manny Machado is the hottest of these guys with power and consistency, consistency that's unmatched over the past three weeks. He does get what I think is a tough matchup against Sonny Gray. So I'm, I'm taking the Yankees tonight over your Orioles and I know you'll want the other half of that one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the Orioles win this one uh, this <laughs> evening uh, again. I, I think that Sonny Gray is going to get lit up. All right. Well, what say you about the top tier of third baseman? I I highlighted Machado, but there's other guys here that deserve a mention. I have Machado in my lineup. I I, I have a hard time going away for, from him right now. Even if he doesn't hit a home run, you know he's good for a double, and he's been running a little bit more lately too. Um, so I think that that all those things kind of uh, play up for him. Um, otherwise, uh, your guy Donaldson has been great, but he did just play 18 innings last night. Um, I think that Anthony Rendon at 3,700 uh, he makes some sense uh, given given the the matchup against a rookie uh, left-handed pitcher. So if I'm not going Machado uh, as far as expensive third baseman go, I'm going Rendon. Did you see that game last night, John? The highlights. McDonaldson got thrown out in the 19th, the 18th inning after the first. That is a, that is such a Josh Donaldson move. I'm telling you, <laughs> where these guys' heads are at, you have to wonder sometimes. Uh, they were down to their last substitute. They had to put their third catcher in the game into the field as a result of this move so i thought i thought i was going to get a call to say can you play the 20th inning bruno if if we get if bautista blows his gasket because he was tempted to on a strikeout call and you could tell he was just biting his lip uh, i would have wondered uh, what they would have done if he got a, got tossed too so it was just a weird situation at the tail end of that ball game last night uh, i'm glad i stayed up to watch it because uh, i wouldn't want to miss shenanigans like that and hear somebody else tell me about them it's it's kind of fun hanging with a game like that Oh, definitely. <laughs> Who do you like uh, below the $3,300 threshold at the, hot, at the hot corner? For me, it's got to be Nick Castellanos. I said uh, Machado's been the top guy at third base, but Castellanos right there behind him. Fi- much cheaper tonight. Uh, he, he's been hot as heck over the last month, and he gets the very hittable Jason Hamill. I highlighted him as the victim of a possible Detroit stack. Uh, uh, Castellanos priced only at $3,200 tonight. Your view of him and this bottom half, John? Oh, well, well, uh, he's been a guy that, um, Castellanos has been like a a kind of stat cast darling this year. Uh, He's always near the top of the leaderboard as far as, uh, exit velocity is concerned. So he, you know, he's someone that, that I definitely could get behind, uh, playing. And if you, like I mentioned earlier, if you wanted to go Kinzer or like you mentioned earlier with one of the Tigers catchers, uh, if you wanted to get multiple pieces of that Tigers lineup, then Castellanos is definitely a nice, uh, way of going about that. Um, going down a little bit further, if, if Michael Franco is in the lineup, I, I know that he's kind of at risk of losing some starts down the, down the stretch here, um, because he's been kind of disappointing, which is really unfortunate because two years ago, I thought this guy was really on the rise, but broken wrist and just sort of some weird, uh, plate discipline issues has kind of sent his stock back down. But if he's in the lineup at 2,600 against Tommy Malone, um, I think that that's a fine play as well. And I'll throw out the name of Kyle Seeger, who, uh, 
probably Houston can't wait to see uh, leave uh, leave town uh, in that series. He's got two homers in the first two games of this set, three hits and eight at bats, and he's priced at thirty two hundred dollars. Gets the nice matchup against uh, the platoon advantage against Lance McCullers tonight. So another name to consider at the hot corner. We'll move over to shortstop, and again, I, I, I have a neat story here. I've been waiting, waiting for Elvis Andrus to put it all together, John. This guy was highly regarded when he came into the league several years ago, and I'm happy to see that he's having a career season. He's a solid citizen in that, that Rangers lineup, maybe the only guy that I like out of that lineup, so I'll, I'll highlight him when I get a chance, and you've got a chance right now where three homers and 10 RBIs in the past week, and his batting average has been consistently over at the 300 mark this season. That's good enough for me to consider spending $3,700 at shortstop. This guy is a consistent hitter. nice part of a, a pretty deep offense against a pitcher in Tehran. We've highlighted the fact that he's not nearly at the top of his game this season. And in this group, I also like Tim Beckham of your Orioles, who's been a hit machine uh, like crazy with Baltimore since joining the O's. He's priced at $3,800 tonight. What say you about him and others in this top tier? Um, uh, no, I think you, you bring up great points with, with Andrews and yeah, he is a guy that, you know, in his age 29 season is sort of finally enjoying that, that true breakout um you know not not completely unlike uh starlin castro from last year where it's one of those things where these guys have been up in the majors since they were you know 20 21 years old and you forget how how like young they are so like when they struggle um but they've been up in the league for a while people tend to get a little bit over frustrated and not not really kind of look at the bigger picture so it's been it it has been awesome to see andrews kind of uh come into his own and find, find that power stroke a little bit uh, this year as well. So that's been cool. Um, I don't like Trevor story at 3,400, even mm-hmm. though he just homered last night. I think that he's, um, he'll probably go down as one of the bigger season long disappointments. Anyone that went and drafted him. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he only has like 19 home runs this year. Um, so it, he's been a huge disappointment even against Cueto tonight. I'm probably not using story. Um, I'm always appalled to young guy, uh, as I always say, but LeMay has been pretty tough. Uh, so I'm with you there. Um, so that, that that's sort of my my main consideration at shortstop. Um, I think I think Paul DeYoung probably is, um, but uh, I definitely see the case for for Elvis Andrews going against uh, a struggling Julio Tehran. And you probably don't want to hear about Didi Gregorius. Even on the FanDuel website, they talk about his slash line in August, where it was 305, 342, 467 over the first 26 game played in in August. A remarkable run. But he's been doing it more consistently than that all year, and he's been doing it with power. And that's the part that leads me to pick him as a viable candidate in this grouping for $3,400. That power stroke against Gosman in Baltimore that adds up to big trouble and I feel confident about getting a Yankee dollar out of you well uh, I you know wholeheartedly disagree but I, I can't disagree <laughs> that that uh that Gregorius has been a menace uh to the Orioles and pretty much the rest of the American League all season uh to pitchers uh, left and right-handed so uh, I I could see where Gregorius definitely is worth it uh, I also wanted to toss out there that the Gene Segura um if you wanted to get a piece of the Mariners lineup if you if you think the McCullers is is you know due to kind of have a either a uh shortened start or a or a rough start or a combination of both, um, Segura at 3000 is definitely also someone to consider. And another guy in this lower half is Xander Bogarts. He's another middle... No. No, middle of the order bat. You don't like your him. Your your guy, but like he's where are the extra base hits. Where's I know, like the, you know, but the DFS upside. He's facing Joe Biagini, who's been a gas can wildly. Okay, right. I think that's going to bring out the best in Bogarts. And I'm just counting on the middle of the order situation. There'll be runners on base against uh, against him, uh, ahead of him rather, and he's going to get chances to bring bring in some runs. The power stroke has not been there. I'm I'm shocked at that. Okay, in that band box of a park. He's still in single single digits of home runs. I think he may be escaping that today with this quality matchup. That's uh, how good I feel about him, despite the fact he's going to do it against my team. So that's big of me, I think. (laughs) Bogarts has been your guy. I guess you got to ride with him, but I'm and I'm just uh, I got I got to diverge a little bit with you there. Well, that's okay. We'll see how that turns out, but. We'll, uh, we'll turn our attention now to the outfielders, John, to close out our analysis of the position players. And uh, there's a whole mitful of guys priced at 4000 or more. Uh, top of the list, Geo Stanton. We have talked about this guy a lot. Can he get another home run today? 
the answer is, you know, uh, you know, if the day ends in uh, Y, then the answer is yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's, you know, he's just unbelievable. And um, I, I'm not sure what, what his history is against Gio Gonzalez, but, you know, this is a left-handed uh, pitcher that he's going to be facing. And Stan, I mean, Stanton can take uh, anybody deep. So uh, if, if you're, if you have been riding that Stanton bandwagon, uh, it's been paying off uh, big time. And, you know, pretty much you, you kind of have to view it now that if, if he's under 5,000, you have to at least um, think about, you know, saving room in your lineup to try to fit him in. Well, here's a stat on Stanton. He's got a 6-for-29 history against Gio Gonzalez and no home runs. That is that is bizarre. Yeah. I mean, do you think that, that that maybe changes tonight? I think it does. I think it does just because of how red hot he is. And, you know, look at what J.D. Martinez did uh, against the Dodgers recently. I mean, my nephew was beside himself. He was tweeting me I, that he called the last two home runs that he got in a four-homer game, joining a very <laughs> small group of guys that have ever done it in their careers. But Martinez has been crazy good for the, for the Diamondbacks. Just what they needed, eh? another power bat in the middle of that lineup. <laughs> yep. Yep. And in, in locking up one of the corner outfield spots. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely made uh, that, that offense, one of the, one of the scariest top to bottom. And it, I, I've been happy to see that pay off. I, I, I always think it's fun when, when teams like the Diamondbacks and, or the Rockies are playing meaningful baseball. So this has been cool to see. It has. Now let's take a look. I didn't take anybody in the top tier for my lineup, but maybe we're getting close to guys that I might consider in this middle tier. So from 3,900 down to 3,500, Another bunch of names that are worth considering. The guy that intrigues me is at the lower end of this uh, bunch, and I, I tout a Texas uh, uh, stack against Atlanta that includes Nomar Mazzara. I love the way they, got, they brought this guy along, John. When they brought him in, they put him at the bottom of the lineup to try and figure things out, but now they've inserted him at the number three spot primo position in the batting order and he's rewarded them with a pretty fine offensive season with a lot of crooked numbers in the home run category and i think he has a chance to add to that tonight in a big way against tehran so he's he's a guy that i'm targeting in the 3500 to 4000 range what say you about the rest of the guys in this group yeah, I, d- I definitely like uh, Mazzara a lot. You know that that he's got just like a, a great looking swing. If you yeah. if you ever watched him, like it, it's just so natural. So he's going to be a great uh, major league player for a long time. Um, but I think it, uh, if you move uh, up a little bit, uh, a guy like AG. AJ Pollock at 3,600 um, going against the Dodgers. I, I think that uh, Kenta Maeda probably won't be long for this game. And uh, the, the Dodgers pitching, just uh, starting pitching, hasn't been uh, all that great of late. And against Maeda, um, Pollock does have a home run um, it, uh, to his credit against him. So I think that Pollock ma- makes some sense. And again, you're, you're just kind of getting a part of the red hot Diamondbacks lineup against an ice cold uh, Dodgers squad. And you know what? I'll also throw in um, my top pick as utility player of the year, and that's got to be that young fellow in in the middle of the Dodgers lineup, uh, Taylor. Uh, Really remarkable season he's had. He's emerged big time over there, and I love the fact that that he's surrounded, obviously, by all that talent. Chris Taylor has been having a fine year, but he's surrounded by all that offense, and priced at $3,500. I love love that matchup against Taiwan Walker, uh, who to me doesn't seem as intimidating as some of the other starters that might be uh, uh, other guys that I might fear in a a similar matchup. So, I like Chris Taylor and Nomar Mazzara, two-thirds of my outfield at $3,500 each. Uh, I'm going a little cheaper for the third guy, and I'll highlight him uh, Lorenzo Kane has had an extended run of success. He gets a nice matchup against Detroit. Uh, it's a righty-lefty thing with Matt Boyd on the other half of that equation. But uh, Kane, not only a beneficiary of a t- uh, producer of a 297 batting average on the season, but I see four multi-hit games in his last eight starts. So a, a nice way for me to round up my lineup by picking a hot stick and fitting it in with the rest of this group. What say you about the guys in the bottom half of this outfield list? Um, you know, if you, if you want to go in like the cheaper end of the 3000, uh, pool, I do like Trey Mancini a fair bit at 3,300. Um, and I also like David Peralta of, of the Diamondbacks. Again, if you wanted to kind of, uh, round out your, your lineup with, with, uh, some more Diamondbacks, I know Peralta hasn't been at hot as hot of late over the last like week or so, uh, things have cooled down a bit for him, but he's still a quality bat, uh, left-handed bat going against Maeda. Um, and he's just 3,400. So, uh, you know, you're, you're getting uh, a lot of potential for, for profit there if he's able to deliver, which I, I think he will be able to. All right, John, let's put together our lineups. Give me yours first, please. All right. So I, I'm starting out with, uh, 
Taiwan Walker is my pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, I'm just I'm riding the riding the momentum a little bit here and, and hoping f- to get some strikeouts along the way. Even if I'm not expecting Walker to go, uh, you know, eight strong or anything against the Dodgers, they, they're too disciplined at the plate. So uh, I imagine the pitch count will get will get up there in a hurry. But I still think that Walker at 7,500 is is worth it for GPP considerations. Uh, at catcher, I went with Jorge Alfaro uh, again, uh, getting a piece of the Phillies lineup. Uh, going against the Mets first base Mark Reynolds again 3400 for your first base at cores that just makes too much sense to me yeah. especially going against Cueto um, second second base and third base scope and Machado so 38 and 4100 uh, a piece there uh, at shortstop I might pivot off this later on I'll, I'll tweet it out if I do uh, but I do have Paul DeYoung right now and then my outfield is Trey Mancini at 3,300, AJ Pollock at 3,600, and, and Peralta um, kind of wrap, rounding out the, the Diamondbacks combo there at, at 3,400. Must be nice. They gets to put a Baltimore stack together. His team's still in the running. I'm jealous, John. Feels good. If you, I didn't, you know, if, if you told me a month ago they'd still be in the hunt like this, I, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I'm happy for you. Enjoy it because uh, my guys were rather unkind to you last year, and I took full advantage. So it's good for <laughs> you. To, true. It's good for the worm to have turned a little bit, and you have a little more fun than I do this year. That's only <laughs> fair, uh, John. Uh, my lineup of choice: uh, Denelson Lemay. I made the co- case for him. Uh, St. Louis going into San Diego. Uh, I love the home field advantage. Uh, Pitchers Park, eighty-four hundred dollars the price tag and uh, it gives me some flexibility elsewhere i also get more flexibility by going cheap on the catcher position i have james mccann listed in there but i don't mind if his backup takes the reins and saves me three hundred dollars either way it's uh, cheap twenty four hundred dollars twenty four twenty one hundred dollars i have lots of room to spend money elsewhere and i start to do that with a guy like eric hosmer for kansas city against detroit it's a lefty on lefty matchup but hosmer's been incredible and uh, if i do pivot off that i'll take the washington nationals first baseman i did speak about him earlier too so uh, that's a coin flip later on in the day at second base i got starling castro of the yankees against baltimore that's where our loony's going to reside Uh, i'm taking american dollar off you john thirty two hundred dall'ars. i think baltimore is going to get blasted tonight wow all right (laughs) venmo's open all right i'm ready nicholas castellanos for kansas city i made a case for part of a stack for detroit you can make a case on either side of this this one in terms of stacks but castellanos at third base for thirty one hundred dollars for what he's done in the past month i couldn't look away i think i think that's great value as he continues the hot streak and we both talked glowingly about elvis andrus thirty eight hundred dollars that's a lot of money more than i usually spend at shortstop but again we're talking about a hot stick against a a middling pitcher in terms of uh, what tehran's been able to do and i double up on that by putting one of my outfielders nomar mazara into that mix uh for $3,500 against Tehran, and I combine him with Chris Taylor and Lorenzo Cain to round out my outfield at $35 and $3,200 respectively. Now I'm curious to, to go through what the Rotowire lineup optimizer has in store for us, John. All right, so the Rotowire optimizer is in favor of going the the safe route at pitcher, and I think that's the right move. I mean, th- this could be a night where Carrasco goes to the mid fifties, uh, yeah. maybe even sixty points against uh, you know a White Sox lineup that's just overmatched as a whole and uh, doesn't hit right-handers as well as it does lefties. So Carrasco should be in for a fine night. Uh, you know, if you wanted to go that route, you you really don't even have to pay that much for the number one pitcher on the board tonight. So do like that play um, at catcher. Sal Perez, uh, you know, just an old sturdy workhorse at this point as at, at the catcher spot. Um, first base, um, it likes the left-handed bats against McCullers for Seattle. So it likes uh, Yonder Alonso at, at first base for 3,300 and Robinson Cano at 3,100 uh, as your second base. So, the, you know, that's a pretty nice pairing on the right side of your infield uh, with, with platoon advantages. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, um, at third base, Jake Lamb. Uh, left-handed bat going against Kenta Maeda, just 3,300. That makes some sense as well. Um, and then Gene Segura, uh, again, getting after some of that Mariners lineup uh, against McCullers. Um, he's just 3,000. The outfield is A.J. Pollock, 3,600. Lorenzo Cain, 3,200. And Matt Kemp uh, going against uh, Cole Hamels at home in the band box. I think that Kemp is actually a pretty decent value at 2800 as well. So that's what Roto's optimized lineup looks like. John, it wasn't so many years ago when we were talking about another team that was threatening the best single season mark when the Mariners went nuts uh, in the early 2000s, but they didn't fare too well in the playoffs, as we'll recall. The Yankees knocked them off. And uh, this year, I wonder if history is going to repeat. The Los Angeles Dodgers have run away with the NL West with one of the best seasons in MLB history 
history, but we've seen them struggle when facing their runners-up, the D-backs. Should the Dodgers fans be concerned that Arizona has a 10-8 and head-to-head record against them with the final game in that season series on tap for tonight? Um, I'm not sure if, I, if I'm worried about the Diamondbacks specifically, um, although I think that that is, uh, you know, a fair, a fair point that you're bringing up. Um, I, I worry about the just the the overall kind of skid uh, going into the playoffs, and I, and I understand where um, th- this Dodgers team is obviously different from the Mariners team in that um, it does have some previous October experience. I, I think that that Mariners team had been kind of middling before, and then just sort of exploded when Ichiro joined, right. if I remember correctly. Right. You know, this is 2001, yeah. um, but. Uh, you know, th- this Dodgers team is still too talented. Uh, I know they're one and nine in the last 10 and uh, just kind of really kind of hitting the skids. And it's it's hard to not panic at least a little bit if you're a Dodgers fan. But I'd say overall, you look at this lineup, uh, once October rolls around, everything I think is going to fall into place. I think that the only team that, that can really challenge them in the end uh, is probably, however, however you land on the Indians versus Astros debate. I I don't see a a scenario where the Dodgers don't make it to the World Series this year. Yeah, I think there's going to be some really tasty matchups when the playoffs do roll around, but this is one that I'm really pulling for. I can't wait to see these two match up in yet another potentially seven-game series. That'd be uh, great to see them and then uh, like a Dodgers-Nationals in the NLCS. Does anybody want to see the Red Sox and Yankees? Uh, I hope not. I'm tired of that. <laughs> I am too. Boring. I gotta say, but six uh, hour games tonight, oh everybody. Oh my god! I, I know. It's up till three I in the morning. Pack a lunch and bring some snacks, man. <laughs> anyway, there's there's lots of intrigue in the remaining schedule for some of the teams, uh, and and certainly uh, the. The cream has risen to the top, so we'll see how the rest of the season uh, shakes down. But also with the expanded rosters, it's going to be interesting to see how we shape our rosters. And we invite you to tune us in Monday to Friday on the Rotowire uh, series of podcasts that we do to see how that does play itself out. So uh, there you have it for John McKechnie, who's a great follow at Johnny McKex. I'm Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22. And we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.